the Truck Show Podcast. My name is Lightning, and he is Holman. Now, Holman, will you uh, tell our listeners what we experienced after the last episode driving down southbound on the 405? What did we see? What What were three vehicles doing or not doing? Uh, I didn't see them because it was uh, midnight, and they didn't have their lights on. See what you did there? What is up, people? I know you've heard this on the podcast before, but like it's getting worse. Three cars on the way home. We drive what? It's it's eighteen miles to, to home. Yeah, twenty two or something. Like Whatever that. Yeah, it is. For me, yeah. And we saw three freaking cars with their lights off, and all three had DRLs on and their dashboard lit up. Just bump. That's what it is. That was their soundtrack. Right. I drove by them. I looked at them, and that's what their soundtrack was. Yeah, when, when when you drove by them, what was what what did you feel? Were you were you angry? Were you like, oh, that's silly? What no, did you feel? I wanted feel? to drive next to them and reach into their car and turn the freaking lights on. Right. I'm like, oh look, there's a glowing head driving down the road. So oh, we, they're surrounded in a car that doesn't have lights on it. So we established in the last episode that uh, I like to break the law, right? Yes. I think it is also against the Can law to have- Can we count the ways that you like to break the law? No, we cannot. Can we verbalize what five of those things are? No, please don't. I will uh, say that- missions, w- No, no. Noise, one of them is about to be- License plates. One of them is about to be mm-hmm. a speaker on the outside of my vehicle. Mm-hmm. All right? That's not allowed, but I'm telling you that i Are you sure I'm that's not allowed? Pretty sure. Why? Pretty sure. It's in Do the vehicle code. No, it's not. Yeah, I think Then it why is. would ice cream trucks have speakers on the outside of their car? I think there is a vehicle code against squawking at people on a like a on a talking to people over a speaker. I'm well, that's certain. that's different. You just said had have a speaker. Uh, let me be more specific. Then I think it's so you're saying talking to people through a speaker, like a police speaker, right? Where like they a PA pull over, a PA system. Thank you, right? Mm. And so should we call in our three officers <laughs> from the last episode? Yes. No, it's not necessary. My point is that I'm going to break the law on this because I'm going to tell people I'm going to be that 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 vigilante, but the the good guy, right? Because they thought Spider Man was bad, right? They're always trying to pin the rap on Spider Man. He's bad. He's he's a vigilante. But you know what? He was doing he was doing the Lord's work. Like he was getting bad guys. And that's what I'm out to do. I'm getting the bad guys. Turn your lights on. Turn your lights on. That's what I'm gonna say over a PA speaker. Okay, so I think it's important for you to know mm-hmm. after my uh seconds, mere seconds of uh of uh, research here. In California, it's illegal to use a sound amplification system, which can be heard 50 or more feet away from the car while on the highway. That's the one so I saw. as long as you're right next to them, you should be good. Just have it in your – you got the big old truck. You know, just put it in your wheel well facing out above your tire so you drive up right next to the driver window and it's like, turn your headlights on. <laughs> and then hopefully they don't swerve into you because a truck is yelling at them. I've already got the location. I'm going to put it under the bumper facing to the passenger side. In the front. Yep, mm-hmm. that's what I'm going to do. And I've already researched it. It's uh, Phoenix. I don't know how to pronounce it. It looks like Phoenix, but it's spelled differently. They make a so nice maybe really... is Phoenix just spelled differently? I, it's weird, though. It's like Phoenix or something. Maybe it's Phoenix. No, it's it's an F-E-N-I-E-X. They make all the police sirens and lights and all the good, the cool gadgets for uh, emergency vehicles. So, Listen, uh, if, if you can have a train horn, mm-hmm. you can have a PA system. Maybe you need a train horn with a PA system. I might have... Already looked into it. Really? <laughs> yes. Oh, don't think I'm not getting another train horn. I can't live without a train horn. How do you have a truck without a train so horn? So I have a- What tw- kind of pansy thing I am? I have a 12-volt Klein air horn. Yeah. That didn't go on something. 
it's going in the flat fender. That's a great idea. Oh, yeah. And I, I know idea. exactly where it's going, right on the firewall. That way it can just like throw sound out through all the rust. Yeah. It might <laughs> actually rust. blow the rust off of it from the inside. Uh-huh. Oh, you, you know what that's like? That's like one of those uh, ultrasonic um, jewelry cleaners that vibrates the- Yes, the, all the dirt and the fill. dirt and stuff off. You yeah. know, if you ever done your project vehicle and you're so stoked because you ha- like made great progress and you've had like five losses in a row and you're just like, I, I, don't, I don't like my project anymore. I basically want to roll it out into the curb and light it on fire and walk away. Mm-hmm. That hasn't happened yet. There's no way that's... You're still enthusiastic about the, the GPW. No. No, I give up. Wait, what? No, I, I'm done. You got the roll cage. You got everything painted. Yeah. It's powder coated. Horrible. You got, what do you mean it's horrible? Well, so like I had a good weekend where I thought I did a bunch of stuff. And so I, I where the swim step was, we ground all that down. We filled in the cross member. And yeah, we talked good. about all that I, stuff. I know, I know. And then I, I took off the little itty-bitty 12-inch steering wheel, and I put on a 17-inch steering wheel, which is the correct one. And then I put the new seats in it and realized my steering column was cut short because of the Saginaw steering conversion, so the steering wheel's lower. So when I sit in it, it's so oh, low in my lap your legs. that I can't lift my legs to do the clutch <laughs> or the brake. So then I went, okay, well, do I need to remove the fuel tank so uh-huh. that I can get the seat lower? <laughs> or do I carve? That's actually the horn sound that's going to go on my air horn under the hood. <laughs> Is it really? And then I, I could also cut out the wheel well to move it back three inches. Or I can buy a new... S- not new, but new smaller to me. Smaller steering, steering wheel. wheel. Yeah. Well, I can do a smaller steering wheel. I found a 15 inch that came off a tractor that has the same spline count. I'm gonna try that, or I can get a original column and then cut that one down. No, just get a freaking wheel. And so uh, there's no options. No, don't get the steering wheel, the 15. That's what you just said. Get well, that one. We'll see if it fits or looks great or if it gives me enough room. I will say, my buddy Mike Boyle, who uh, listens to the podcast, he has a GPW where he's doing custom steering. He offered me up his steering column. Wow, the full length, That's pre-cut. Nice. Okay. Then I have to, I have to modify it with the U-joint for this new steering step. Well, That's not that big. So deal. I walked away from that. So I'm like, all right, I'm mad about this. I don't, I, I can't get this right. So I go under. I'm like, I'm gonna change all the fluids. Right, that's got to be easy. Mm-hmm. The fluids probably haven't been changed since 1995. So you're underneath and did a bunch of rust full in your eyes. Uh, no. So I scraped, and scraped, and scraped the uh, five eighths to seven eighths thick coat of dirt grease. That as I scraped came off in big sheets, except all the different ribs and stuff on a differential and an oil pan, and and it was a mess. And I sprayed all sorts of chemicals on. Nothing cuts through it, and so the whole thing is just like caked in like a protective coating of undercoating that the engine just leaked out on itself. And then every seal under there's leaking. I have an idea. And yeah, I have an idea. Yeah, I've been I follow these guys on Instagram that are blowing up. Um, they do ice. Uh, it's like, oh, yeah, it's like we talked pressure about washing them. with yeah. dry ice. I need, I need something. So then I go to the rear differential and I I undo the drain plug. It's cross-threaded. So like, crap, now you got to get a drain plug. Of course it is. And then this really like dark, bronzy oil came out of the back. I'm like, well, at least there's oil in there because I towed it 150 miles home without mm-hmm. knowing. And then the last like quarter just kind of came out in glops. Oh, no. And I'm like, ah, it's it's. It's good enough. A couple, you know, I'll, I'll run some new stuff in there and, and, you know, get it going and drain it again. So I moved to the transfer case. It's kind of the same thing. Moved to the transmission. You know, it comes out. I'm like, all right, it's not horrible. It doesn't smell bad. It's just really dark and he's really thick. I cut to the front differential. It comes out gray. 
Oh, no. And I'm like, oh, so that means water got in there, and yep. it's probably water and metal, and I'm going to have to rebuild the front end. So then now I'm mad about that, right? So then I go, oh, that's fine. I got this new you know, spare tire mount for the back, and I'm, I'm stoked. You're just I'm, moving from yeah, item to item and, and, and in I hopes real, that something will go your way. And then I realize that I can't. that's not going to be perfect because I have to have a structure built on the back side to, so the tire, new tire doesn't rip the, the back of it off. And uh, but I will say I ordered some parts from Europe that came that were as good as advertised. Uh, Painless is sending me a complete new wiring harness, so I'll be able to rewire that thing. I That's going to be a chore. I test fit a I dash in the dash just to see if it would fit. Did it? Does it fit? It, yeah, with some uh, electrical tape around it. Okay. So I'm like, hmm, might, that might be interesting. You know, we can 3D print you like a little uh, like a gasket. You know, like a uh, a trim ring. Yeah, I mean, or maybe even a hood on it to keep whatever rain or water. I mean, we've we've done that. Yeah, Eric's already made uh, at work. Already made yep. little hoods. So I just I got to a point where I had more losses than I had wins, and I just I had to walk away from it. And I I walked outside today, coming to the the show, and it I went, man, if you weren't such an asshole, you'd be cool. And then I didn't look at it again. I walked straight out of the garage. I thought you were talking to me I just now. No, 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 oh, that, was, that was directed okay. to the GPW. I see. Yeah, like it looks great. Like it's just it's all just burly looking. But it's all the little. It's it's like death yeah. by a thousand cuts, right? Yeah, yeah. No, and I I I just I was angry. Dejected, it made me want to go out and just buy a Nissan Titan. <laughs> that would have been a, a a lot nicer experience for to sure. To tow it out of the garage into the river and just where no no it just light, no light it on fire so it's a cloud of like black rubber smoke. Yeah, that'd be a great YouTube video if you flat towed something that was on fire, and then just drove it wherever. Yeah, except you don't want to YouTube that because then someone's going to come to your house and the no, fire marshal's going to bust you. No, no, you just put Mexico on it and you're good. Like every other speeding video? Yeah, do that Tesla jump down, where's it, San Diego or LA or whatever it, it is? In, yeah, Echo Park. Echo Park, yeah. Do that like the old uh, army videos where they have the howitzer and they're jumping the jeeps, the howitzer uh-huh. in the air. Recreate that, but in Echo Park with a flat fender towing a howitzer. And then just say it's in Mexico. And just say it's in Mexico. <laughs> They'll never know. Why does everyone think that they can speed in a Lamborghini at 140 miles an hour and they just go, Listen, we're going to go to Mexico? No, no, no. No, no. you're in Murrieta, California. No, no. They're in Guatemala now. They're oh, moving see. south. <laughs> Everybody's you. saying Mexico now, and yeah. they, they know that's not cool. Now we're moving into Central America. Who thinks that a, 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 someone in the government is so dumb Oh, they have. They must have green street signs in Mexico as well that are in English. You know, it's funny. That reminds me. It's like, who thinks the government is so dumb that they'll see a black and white license plate and go, oh, we issued that. They issued reviver plates <sighs> that are black and white. All right. So let's talk Nissan for one second here. If you guys are looking for a completely legal truck with no <laughs> black and white plates, with with no rust issues, uh, no PA system, no PA system, and with no Although, with no gray oil in might, the front diff, it might have an illegal sound system because with the windows rolled down, yeah. way more than fifty feet while you're driving. The Fender audio system is to die for. It is it is badass. So like if you're looking for a brand new truck that has no issues and may last, well, it may outlast you. <laughs> definitely, will, definitely will outlast the warranty. Yep. Five-year, 100,000 miles on the uh, Titan and the Titan XD. Or check out the Frontier, an amazing mid-sized truck that also has the Fender audio system and zero-gravity seats. Hit up your local Nissan dealer or visit NissanUSA.com. All right. What if I have a uh, a truck that needs aftermarket performance parts that are completely legal? Well, do you have a gas or diesel truck? Both. Good, because you go to bankspower.com, type in your year, make, and model. You're looking for diff covers. You're looking for ram air intakes. You're looking for tuners to add horsepower and torque. How about sensors? 
Sensors gauges. Up, sensors and gauges up the... Oh, they got the iDash. That's what I'm talking they about. They got the iDash Super Gauge and the Data Monster if you want a data log. All right, so you're saying bankspower.com. Type in your year-making model at bankspower.com. Hey, uh, if you like to go exploring like I do, you don't want to leave home without my favorite tool. And that's Onyx. Onyx Off-Road. So head over to onyxoffroad.com where you can start your own account, use Truck Show, get 20% off their uh, subscription, and you can download the app from Google Play or the Apple App Store, and one change on one device changes all the devices on on your account so you can make changes on your laptop and they'll show up on your iPad if you're going to go out in the uh, in the desert or the forest or whatever. Uh, the premium subscription also shows property lines so you know if you're camping uh, somewhere oh, so you're not, not going to get shot at. Let's hope not. And uh, of course, uh, if you download offline maps, if you lose cell phone coverage, you can still use it like a GPS. All of this and more at onxmaps.com, my favorite tool for exploring the backcountry. Let's start this show. The truck show. We have the lowered and everything in between. We'll talk about trucks that run on diesel and the ones that run on gasoline. The truck show, the truck show, the truck show, oh, oh. It's the truck show with your hosts, Lightning and Holman. All right, Holman, I think this show would be a lot better, this particular episode would be a lot better with new hosts. If we well, that's for damn sure. If we had a professional short course racer, uh, hopefully he drives pickup trucks. All right, Holman, how do you feel about dialing some Keegan Kincaid? I want to see what it's like to uh, race short course pickup trucks in the uh, in the heartland. I think uh, this is taking our California pompous desert racing and 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 offshoring it or onshoring it further. <laughs> They'll be offshoring into uh, into the heartland and uh, okay. uh, and whatnot. Yeah, so that way we're not just talking about desert racing. I've seen a lot of uh, short course racing. I mean, locally, I don't know how it would differ in the heartland, but I guess we will find out, won't we? Well, they're powered by cheese curds. <laughs> that would be which funny. I'm going to ask him about. Does that mean he gets gas after every race? Well, you got to top off your tank. Oh, thank you. Good night. All right, I'm dialing. All right, go ahead. Hello. Hello. Is this the Red Bull Crandon World Championship of the World race? Wait, wait, wait. Did you just say World <laughs> Champion <laughs> of the World? Twice. Yes, I did. I said it is twice. That, that must be a really big trophy. Is that the one yeah. where it's the trophy of the trophy? Uh, a little bit. Yeah. I should have said of the universe, yes. <laughs> yeah. We are 10 seconds into this interview, and Keegan already wants off the show. That might yeah. be That might <laughs> be the case, yes. Hey, uh, Keegan, we have a quick intro to play, so don't you dare move. Hang tight. Yo! Truck show! <laughs> who dis? Who dis? Who the hell is this? A truck show interview you don't want to miss. We talk to top dogs <laughs> in the industry. How'd you blow up? How'd you come to be? Who dis? Who dis? Truck show represent. So, uh, Keegan Kincaid, uh, you are known for uh, driving racing pickup trucks off road in circles and jumping them really high and then doing it faster than anyone else on the course. Yeah. Yeah. So. <laughs> Uh, yeah, that's an easy explanation, I think. Yeah, the best ex- explanation. It's always hard to, hard to when someone asks what I do, you know, is uh, hard to explain. Well, it's a little bit of motocross, a little bit of pickup trucks, jumping 200 feet, 50 feet in the air, 
side by side. Yeah. So what? I mean, yeah, yeah. what happens when you go to like Thanksgiving dinner and you haven't seen like your your aunt's second cousin once removed or <laughs> however that goes, and she's like, "So Keegan, what is it you do?" And you're like, "Well, yeah. where do I start?" Because I that I, it seems like telling people I race for a living people don't really believe you that that's a real job right i mean that's yeah but yet here you are super successful you uh have, have killed pro 2 and pro 4 which is the two-wheel drive and four-wheel drive uh classes within uh short course racing uh you've been in x games i mean you're doing all sorts of stuff yeah you know we've been been staying busy you know i started racing in 2011 my dad jeff uh, you know i was born and raised in Cranon, wisconsin and um basically racing was in my blood i didn't know anything different i don't think i missed a crandon race or or a season with my father and he got me involved with it and i was able to start racing and one thing led to another um with mike mike jenkins and traxxas and we were racing stadium super trucks we raced them in x games um race pro light pro 2 pro 4 and you know my career is is kind of taken off and it's been great to say that I, I am a racer for a living. It's it's uh, hard to believe, but uh, um, I'm enjoying it while we can. So I've got a lot of friends who uh, have wanted to become millionaires racing, so they start with two million. Right? Yeah, yeah, that's, that's the fastest sure. way. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So when we when Holman and I were, were looking at uh, your your info, and I had a question about Crandon. I'm like, I don't know this Crandon racetrack, and apparently it's famous, and it's a huge deal, and it's a really big deal. Yeah. Yes. And, and the way you said it, you presented it as if, you know, you grew up in that area. Why is it a big deal? How is it different than other racetracks? And what's the story behind it? Yeah, so Crandon's been around, you know, has done short course racing. It started, you know, over 50 years ago, and it was a basically a race through the woods. Um, uh, it was called the Brush Run 101, and it was kind of like a desert race. Well, they eventually bought this property and um, has made Crandon what it is today. So it's a short course facility. You know, Cranon is a town of maybe 1,500 people, and it turns to 50,000 to 75,000 people on Labor Day weekend. And it's crazy. You know, it's, it's really hard to explain. Um, we're, we're lining up next to 20 trucks side by side, land rush start, turn one. That's probably the most famous turn in all of short course racing, off-road side of it. The atmosphere is cool from the partying to the, to the <laughs> racing to interacting with the fans. I, I think we could have a show just on on what Crandon is and what it's about. And I, I was fortunate enough to race here. So I'm here, you know, the majority of the year. And when it comes to, to fall Crandon, it, it's really cool to be the the hometown kid. And you have a lot of fans on your side when you're here, we sell a lot of, a lot of merchandise and um, interact, have our family involved with it. And it, it's, it's a really cool experience and hard to explain. It's just something that you have to see in person. And, and um, you know Robbie I- Gordon always, you know, Robbie Gordon always said like, it's always one of the best kept secrets, and um, it, it's awesome out there. I kind of equate it to uh, the first time that somebody goes to a high school or college football game, or actually probably a college football game. You're in a big stadium; the band is there, that energy is there. It's the equivalent of that for motorsports, right? It's it's, it's there's just a vibe and there's an energy in the air that is absolutely awesome when you go to Crandon. It and, is so cool. Now, I mean, so Keegan, you've been to other short course races around the country. How does yep. it compare? I mean, do you just like, Psh, this is ridiculous. I'm going home. Yeah, I, I've been to to multiple. I've raced um, in the Lucas Oil Short Course Series. I've done that. And I've raced in the Midwest. And, and really the Midwest, especially Crandon and Bark River, are all 
you know, I like to call them happenings. You know, you come for the week, you come for the event, you come for more than just the racing. Yeah, the racing is is awesome, and but it's the experience. It's being able to go into the pits and and spend time with the drivers and the fans and interacting with the bands at night and and having fires. And I, I think it's all of it that what what makes it. I guess Crandon and um, the, the city is awesome. The downtown, they do a parade on Friday, um, 10,000 people. We block off main street and um, bring all the vehicles down and, and fans and friends. All, everybody's able to come down and interact with the drivers, touch the cars. It, it's something that, that um, it's hard to explain, but yet it's a, it's an amazing experience that a town of 1500 people can turn to 50,000. Um, so it's sounds, really sounds cool. very much like Sturgis. Yeah, like yes, I, that's probably yeah. a good one, or even contingency at the Baja One Thousand. You know, yeah. although yeah. Ensenada is a lot bigger uh, of a city, but you know, Crane's tiny, and it's it, everybody comes from hundreds of miles around because they want to come experience it, which is which is awesome. Well, other other than the racing, what is Crandon known for? Yeah, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> Cheese curds, A and W. Yeah, I think when we come in and when you come into Crandon, the sign says "Home of the Champion World Championship Off Road Races." So, gotcha. Uh, hard to hard to actually. There is one. We do ha- hold the national, the World Barefoot Championships too. <laughs> which, <laughs> yes. What? So it's like a like <laughs> love a, it. Like kind of like potato yeah. sack racing, like something silly like that. <laughs> no, like a like a water barefooting skiing. So, oh yeah, they, yeah. So they they do the world uh, championships. That's weird. Yeah, so I was small, thinking barefoot, like over like broken great, glass yeah. or or fire. <laughs> yeah, or everybody in Cranston has cool these really watch. thick uh, calluses on their feet, and they can walk over anything. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so so sure. I'm kind of curious. Uh, you've been in racing for a while, and I'm sure you you've got buddies who are in other disciplines. Let's say desert racing or any of those other ones. Have you ever driven in a different car, like? swapped with your buddy or gone out to like a, a desert race and he's like hey take my Baja truck out or or somebody's jumped into your truck and kind of like checked out the differences what it's like to drive a short course truck versus like a, a long you know um long range desert truck to be honest i haven't i haven't even been able to you know the farthest i've i've been was a a utv that was built for it and we got an opportunity to, to drive that not race it but just experience it you know, because short course cars are light, built for speed, being nimble, quick, 20-minute races. And so not – I mean, it is endurance. you got to last for 20, but you're side by side. But I've never I had the opportunity. I There is opportunity to go and race some desert, and hopefully I can knock that um, off my bucket list. I really want to do the Mint. And, and uh, you know, King of the Hammers is, is another one that I really want to go and race, whether it's desert or – or even an yeah, you got to do that TV or do something. And so I, I've I've been out there. I, I want to get out there again, and hopefully I can you know hop in a car and race one. That'd be the ultimate experience. We know some people, so uh, if yeah. you if you know all of our uh, listeners, if uh, you got an open seat and you suck at driving your own uh, Ultra yeah. Four car, <laughs> yeah. uh, can we suggest Keegan Kincaid? Uh, yeah. we'll, we'll hook you guys up. Uh, he can drive your car through the no for a fee. For for, yeah, yeah, we need we need a. Finder's oh, we have a finder's fee. fee. Yes, of course we do. Yeah. Oh, okay, yeah. I, I like that. Well, that finder's fee yeah. can be beer or whiskey in your case. Yeah, 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 yeah okay. sure, we're good with that. All right, so did you start with racing these short course trucks, or did you come from a moto background as a child? Yeah, so um, a little bit of history about myself. I was into sports uh, when I was in school, basketball, um, big sports guy, and I uh, went to college, played basketball, and actually, I I never raced. Um, I've always watched my dad 
But with the way short course was and the cost of it, I never had the opportunity. We didn't have the kids' carts back when I raced and uh, the more affordable side of it. And so I didn't race until I was 21 years old. And so my dad provided opportunity. Um, the racing series went to a spec pro light, which was a more affordable class. And Traxxas was helping out my dad at that time, the radio control company. And they you know, gave me an opportunity. They said, Hey, we'll help fund the cost of it and, and get you involved with it. And I did well the first year, the second year I raced, uh, I won a championship in pro light and, um, it just kind of has spiraled up, you know, uphill. And, um, Traxxas has been a huge supporter of that from before. And I think something that separates us, um, is that we build all our own off-road trucks. My dad, he's, he's been behind a lot of my success is developing and building new trucks every year and being innovative and, that's something that we've been known for. And I think we wouldn't probably be able to do it for a living if it wasn't for that. But it's also, I think, an advantage for us is we know the trucks inside out. We know what to do. We've, we've experienced it. And he gave me a huge head start and, and gave me some equipment that I could go win with. Yeah, that's what led it to here. You know, this year I, I've been racing the Pro 2. You know, Lucas Oil has been my title sponsor this year. And they, they've been great. And, um, you know, sponsorship has been awesome. We've we've brought on a couple more more sponsorships this year, and battle approved. They were able to hop on electric UTV, and you know the future trying to trying to get in that, and we can talk about that a little more too. I definitely want to get in that. Before that, though, I I'd love you to walk us through the truck itself. Like, so the Pro Two yeah. with the Pro Four, the difference two wheel, four wheel. Let's drive. go Pro Four, just because I'm a four wheel drive guy. Sure, and they're yeah. they're more complicated. And I just I love the fact that you got all wheel drive in a Pro Four. So yeah. is it LS based? Is it? Uh, I mean, what's the what's the ECM? Like, I'm just curious. I can't. I don't know what's under the skin. Yeah. So these are basically all tube frame. All custom Pro 4. We're sort of with Pro 4. All custom frame rails. Um, not a lot of rules. They have a width and a, a length. Rule. <laughs> not a lot of rules. <laughs> uh, no, not a lot of rules. It's an open class. So um, they got a pounds per cubic inch rule. So um, if you're, say, you run a 420 cubic inch, you're 10 pounds per cubic inch. So you have to be 4,200 pounds. There's a there's a trade-off. You can get big cubic inch and, and be heavier, or you can be you know, lighter and run a smaller cubic inch. And with today's um, technology, a lot of people are going for the lower cubic inch and, and lighter trucks. But yeah, um, you'd be like at a small twin turbo, right? Does, yeah, I was going to say, does it allow turbo or is it like... No, the... so so this is all naturally aspirated. Okay. We're fuel injected. Uh, we run a MoTeC. Uh, yeah. By the way, they weren't booing MoTeC. He yeah. was booing no, the... Yeah, 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 yeah. MoTeC yeah. is rad. Yeah. <laughs> naturally aspirated, yeah. So yeah, we're um, basically, they make about 950 horse. Thanks. A lot of people are running the RY45 platform. Um, us specifically, we were running Roush. You know, one of my biggest suggestions for Pro 4, because Pro 4 has gotten pretty expensive uh, with front differentials and um, six-speed. They're running sequential transmissions and unlimited motors. I said we should open up the motor package and um, run whatever we want. If we want to run turbo. We want to run whatever you think you want to run. Go ahead, because we are we're running DOT tires. So that's You're going to be traction lim limited at some point, right? Yeah. Yeah, and so, yeah, if you want to run 1,500 horse, go ahead if you think you can hook it up. So um, the tires are basically limiting to you to what you can put to the ground. And so, um, but it's been good. Like Pro 4 is a, a wild, crazy class. It's the most badass vehicle I've ever driven, and um, um, they're cool. I mean, they're expensive, but they're um, 
they're what they're capable of is pretty crazy. Talk us through the suspension. Uh, this is lightning, and, and Holman, yeah. my counterpart across the table from me, is obsessed with suspension. I, I do. Yeah. I do love a good suspension. So I've I've driven everything from a trophy cart. I've raced the Baja, and I actually uh, recently yeah. got a ride with Ryan Arciero in his um, Herb Smith uh, trophy truck. Yeah. Okay. That's awesome. So yeah. I've and and the uh, his uh, spec truck. So. I've kind of like I love everything suspension. That just nerd out on it. So I, I was recently in the Mint Four Hundred, and I went for a lap. Uh, this is Lightning. But you were in a, a thirty-five hundred Dodge Ram with two inches of travel. A two thousand two <laughs> Dodge Ram, yes, with straight yeah. axles. And I that thought rough, I yeah. thought that I pooped my spleen. You know, yeah. <laughs> I'm not sure how you would poop your spleen, but I don't know. I think you, I did. you know, it's funny. Um, you're shorter now, uh-huh. but I also thought you had gained weight, but you haven't. You just uh, visually, you're just stocky. I, I am. After that my, my spine is definitely compressed about an inch. Yeah. What was it like getting out of uh, the pajamas you were wearing in that thing? Uh, it was no, it was fun. oh, you mean because they were tighter when I got out? <laughs> I'm just yes. saying comfy. I'm not saying tight. <laughs> my race suit, yeah. yes, it was a little snug. Like we said on the show before, anyone who's donned a uh, a uh, off road race suit mm-hmm. knows that they are the most comfortable things in the world. Except when you bought it twenty pounds lighter. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which there's is not a, much stretch in them. No, there's not no. any stretch in Nor them. Nor is there in yeah. my body. Yes. Suspension. Yeah. Suspension. Are you running yeah. like are, are they coilovers? Are they Yeah. Uh, the majority of people in the Pro Four are, are running two shocks per corner, one bypass, one coilover, twenty inches of wheel travel. Mine specifically, you know, we've been partnered with Fox since I started. Those were running an all bypass, uh, basically two compression, one rebound, one free bleed on on all of our stuff. People change. Some people valve their coilover setups. Some people valve just valve their bypass setup. For us, we basically our coilover just is holding the truck up. We we bypass with our bypasses. It's all valving internally. So um, internal bypass. Pro Four is a little more unlimited. You can do some more stuff. I know Kyle Duke's doing a full. Um, internal bypass coil over on the rear of his, so he's running one shock. Well, he's just a wild man. Oh yeah, yeah, <laughs> for sure. Kyle is. Yeah, he's a he's entertaining to watch, wild guy. And his dad, his dad's a uh, his dad's a treat too. Yeah, Kurt. Yeah, yeah Kurt's awesome. Yeah, we, yeah. and so, so yeah, that's basically what we're running on on the. I'm, I'm but both Ke- Keegan, are you? Are, but are you doing the geometry? Like, are you? Is this a bespoke yep. to your trucks? So this suspension is designed in house by you and your dad. Yep. So we uh, we designed all, um, all of our own basically geometry on, on the suspension side of it, and actually my dad has worked with Fox to develop uh, the pistons that we run in, internally for a short course piston. So when him and when my dad and Johnny Grees were partnered up um, in the Pro Light days with Toyota, and and they actually helped develop Fox's short course shock. So my dad's been really knowledgeable in the shock side of it, and. And setting it up and and we're basically self-run um i guess as far as shocks we don't we don't bring fox in i guess necessarily to the track but um they help us with parts send us what we need and any questions help us develop pistons um if we need valving they, they help us get there and but for the most part we like to do everything that we can we, we're going to do internally we build all our own arms all our own rear ends we're solid axle rear end but we do all of it, and so we try to keep it in house as much as we can. Uh, I guess because it is racing, and so you don't like to get let your stuff get out too much. So uh, just real quick for our, our listeners, so there's a there's shocks coming all different varieties. Obviously, a coilover is where you've got a coil spring, uh, you know that is basically uh, on perched on the outside of the shock. Shocks in the middle in in the hole of the coil spring, 
And then with yep. bypass shocks, you've got a couple different kinds. You've got external bypass shock, and then you've got Keegan's talking about his internal bypass shock. So Fox is obviously well known a Raptor and Toyota TRD Pro yep. for internal bypass. Basically, what that is is it looks like a regular monotube shock, although it's not where it's what we call a smooth body, and then there's yep. a sleeve inside, and inside that sleeve is where the piston is. So the piston doesn't share the same wall with the outside world. There's actually a sleeve in between, and in that sleeve are bypass ports, which are different sizes, different zones, different spacing, um, to allow there to be bleed, if you will, around it. So basically on a bypass shock, you have the piston super hard, right? Like the piston's valve, yep. so it just hammers. Like if, if you had no bypass ports for them to bleed fluid around, you would just hate the ride because it would be horrible. But what a yep. bypass does is when you're in certain zones, it bleeds the oil around it uh, so that the, the, the piston feels soft. But when you get into the compression or rebound zones toward the end of the shock's travel, then you're back on that hard piston. So it allows you to have best of both worlds. And then an external bypass is the ones that looks like a, a regular shock that has like tubes coming yep. out of it. That's a remote reservoir no. that you're talking yep. about. Nope. No, nope. that's no, so, a bypass. No, just this is still a bypass. So like what yeah. we run is is that all, all the tubes are external and you can move them where you want, like depending on where you want your stages and your progression of how many zones uh, basic, do you have on your race on your race shocks? Is it like uh, three or four? Yeah, there's four of them. Okay. So we have you know, we, we can change them up to rears usually have a little more because a little harshness. Um, but easy explanation is usually compression is in rebounds out and free bleed controls both of them. And shocks are, are really simple when you get down to it, but um, it's just figuring them out and testing and trial and valving and a lot, lot goes into it. And, and um, when you find what works, you usually end up going back to it. And, well, um, I want to go back to the because I'm confused about the remote reservoir. So thing, okay, so we all see those, and every guy who spends more money. Okay. I mean, I'm new. Air so let, let's right now. do it in the in. Oh, let's explain it from the point of like a a street truck person because right. that's the majority of our audience, right? Yes, thank you. Okay, so when you have a monotube shock, right? So imagine you have a shock, regardless of whether it's bypass or not, you have shock, and inside you have a piston, mm -hmm. and you have oil, and then you have a nitrogen charge. Between the oil and the nitrogen charge is what's called a dividing piston. That dividing yep. piston keeps the oil and nitrogen from combining, so it doesn't yep. cavitate and it doesn't, you know, it keeps it from getting hot, all these things. What you're doing with the reservoir is not only offloading that piston, that dividing piston, to a separate body so that you can get more travel for the length of your shock body because it's no longer taken up. By the by, just the um, the dividing piston because you're moving it outside to a second body, but you also have the benefit of that additional oil volume that is in the reservoir as well. So you yeah. get two benefits from it: you get uh, more compact packaging for the amount of travel that you want, and you get additional oil volume so that you it, it, it's easier to keep cool. So there is a that. piston in that remote reservoir. Yes. Okay, yes. got yeah. it. Did oh, I yeah. do okay, some are, Keegan? Some are connected. Yeah, no, that was <laughs> you, you agree with this uh, uh, explanation? Yeah, that was okay. a great, great explanation. Yeah, uh, and some some uh, are connected to the the bypass, the shock, and some of them are remote. Like they can put a hose to them, moving wherever they want. Yeah, the yeah, connected ones a, would be a piggyback. So if you ever heard of yeah, a piggyback, piggyback shock, yep. and then a remote reservoir. So now there's there's a couple of different kinds. So like if you look at Fox's really high zoot stuff. There might be mm -hmm. two hoses coming out of the reservoir. High zoot? Yeah. So, like big dollar? So, yes. So the reason for that is in a traditional reservoir shock that you'd have on most of your street trucks or even like a, a middle, low-end race shock is the oil is only going back and forth on that one hose. And so you're not circulating all the oil throughout the shock. 
So when you add yeah. a secondary hose, now you can put check valves in place where the all the oil circulates in, a, in, in a one direction. direction. Yeah, got it. And then that also helps with cavitation. It also helps to make sure that that entire column of oil is being circulated so that the cool stuff that was on Cooling, the yeah. external gets to the shock body. For sure. Gotcha. And, and I know in desert they have a lot more issue of you know going so long of a distance and working that shock so so hard over that period of time the cooling side of it is huge you know short course yeah you are cooling them but you can run up um you know for 20 minutes we're we're running a shock and i mean yeah they're warm but cooling isn't a huge factor yeah, desert you can spit on it yeah. and you'll watch it you'll, you'll watch it sizzle and in yeah. a lot of the high-end stuff they're using uh because a shock is basically just a hydraulic device yep. right they're using high-end aviation hydraulic fluid in wow, the shocks yeah. because yeah. of you know so the it doesn't break rate. down right right so because yeah. you think of an airplane right it's up in the air at minus 50 degrees it's down on the ground yeah. it might be 150 degrees or more it's being worked hot it might be 250 300 degrees so they're using like high-end aviation or military grade uh, hydraulic yeah. fluid have you ever tuned a shock accidentally so poorly that it's caused you to go end over end or you know, or so doing... well on accident that you won yeah. the race and you stuck with it that too but yeah. It's, yeah yeah but but the poor side is funnier so yeah um no my dad probably has i don't know i i i've been fortunate enough to have him i think he's made the mistakes and given me the, the better <laughs> stuff but uh he actually had a bad crash and uh when they raced out in sturgis you know they had the series that went out to the sturgis and we went out there and that was actually my, you know, his, his unfortunes were my fortunes. He, he actually went end over end during a practice. It G'd out on him and probably a combination of things, shocks himself and the jump, but endo it couldn't race. Well, Mike Jenkins at the time had a spare pro two and he said, all right, Keegan, my dad got hurt a little bit. And so I raced the pro two and did well out there. And, um, that was the start of my pro two career was a- actually at Sturgis, that misfortune that, you know, my dad had, but thanks for running out of talent, uh, dad. <laughs> yeah. It kind of was like a, a curse and a blessing, a blessing in disguise. Like, yeah, right. Yeah. yeah no, for he, sure. your, your dad is the real deal. He's got quite an extensive history and it's pretty cool to, to live in a family like that. And uh, do you have kids and are they into racing yep. and like to see dad uh, working on the trucks? Yeah. You know, I, I actually, you know, racing for me is a family sport and, um, I actually have four kids. So, um, I have, uh, 11 year old boy that I actually just bought a, a trophy cart for. He's going to start messing around with and, and racing the local races when he wants and um, see if he's interested. And then I have two twin boys that are, are three and, and they're the, the terrors of the family. And we actually <laughs> just had a, um, a little baby girl. She's nine months old. Congrats, and, dude. Uh, you know, funny. Yeah. A lot, so a lot I, of boys to look out I for. Always, I always ask my, uh, or ask my friends. It's like when we, we, I've got two kids, two girls. And yeah. you always ask, can you have three good ones in a row? And all the kid, all the parents that have three kids say no because that's where they stopped. And right. all the ones that have yeah. two, they're like, you know, hopeful. Oh yeah, yeah, we're gonna have a third one. And you're going, are you sure? Because it's yeah. always that third one, man. You're not planning on having a third, are you? N- hell no. I was gonna say. Yeah, that. but I, I'm host because I have girls. Yeah. So yeah. one of my best friends, Greg, once ruined it for me when uh, when uh, Marin was before she was born, and he, that's his oldest. Yeah. And he has, uh, you know, boys and girls. And he one day we're just drinking beer and he's like, hey, you know what the difference between boys and girls are? And I'm like, what? He goes, boys, you only have to worry about one penis. Girls, you have to worry about all, yeah. of, all of them. All I'm of like, them. Yeah. oh, dude, yeah, come true. on. Yeah. Very true. Yeah. <laughs> Very and true. I already can see that shifting for me. You know what I mean? The boys are the, the tough ones. And now you got your little baby girl. You're more protective. And 
Yeah, she's going to be tough, though. House full of boys. She's going to be just fine. She's going to kick the twins' asses. Abby, my little one's four and a half, and she's a tank, dude. She's, I mean, she just went to the emergency room last week because we have like one of those plastic play school slides in the house. So she thought it would be funny to jump and try and make it to like the couch or something. Except when she jumped, the slide slid. And so she landed on her face, on her thumb, sprained her thumb and huge black eye. We thought for sure her nose was broken and all that. Like an hour later, she's singing and like, ah, blah, 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 (laughs) blah, blah. And you're like, dude, did you like, don't jump. And what is it? We're like four days later and she's, you know, back to try. I'm like, didn't you learn anything? You had to go to the doctor. You had to have x-rays. And she's like, what? You know, that's the twins for me. You know, (laughs) except you have two of them. (laughs) Oh yeah. One, one doesn't have front teeth and uh, the other one's broken both legs already. Oh my God. It's been a adventure. Yeah. That, I don't know how, why we had one more, to be honest with you. You <laughs> thought we were uh, like crazy. But, uh, yeah, they uh, – no, they're wild. They, <laughs> Holy uh, mackerel. They, there's always something every day. It's just uh, an adventure. and uh, it, It's more than a full-time job, I said. I, I'd rather work work on race trucks and stuff. And I, I give props to people that, that watch kids full-time, So um, especially four of them. And these ones are my own. So, But it's good. It's fun. Like we, we bring all of – they travel with us to every race and – we bring our fifth wheel camper. They stay with us and hang out and mess around in the pits. They have their own friends when they come to the races. I, I don't know if I'd do it if I couldn't bring them. You know, so I think that's, l- uh, let me ask you this, funny. Keegan, do you yeah. have a slush fund or a, uh, a money set aside for all the stuff they break? Like, oh, yeah. Like a repair yeah. fund? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We've we got to make sure we got good insurance yeah, for the <laughs> yeah, kids. Right. So. <laughs> but I have a legit question about um, – ra- so all of us have like day jobs, and every day is – you know, we're working five, six days a week, and yeah. they're all kind of equalized. You know, some days are good, some days are bad, but there's not a whole lot of pressure – Maybe for some people, they're working on like big sales deals for months and months, and finally that sales deal goes through, and they get a commission, and they get a pat on the back. You have only a couple of races per year, so there is so much pressure on you to win that race because that's your freaking job. I know that you're wrenching and preparing, but really it all comes down to that one race. You still have name and likeness and merchandise. Of course he does. Of course he does. But that sells – he sells more merch if he wins. There yeah, is a lot true. of pressure. So what does that feel like? Because I don't, I don't know. Yeah. And I, and I think, uh, I don't know, I guess, you know, racing has changed. Well, I guess sponsorship side of it's changed a bit since social media and, and everything that has happened. And I still get paid to win. You know, I think that's what started my career was, you know, obviously winning what wins on Sunday sells on Monday. Right. And so, um, yeah, there's always that pressure, especially when a series only has six events for the year. And so, now preparation is more important than ever you know preparing yourself preparing your truck you're preparing and working up just you know even for these events and and um not having a successful event it's kind of huge and um it's hard for points because we're out to win championships and and obviously races we want to win every race but championships are huge and the sponsors that are with me you know obviously we want championships and so I'm performance based. I want to win. I'm a competitor. I get, I'm a paid competitor is basically how I look at it. And so you got to make sure your equipment's right. You're right. And make sure it all goes right. And what's crazy about racing, it still might not, might not go right. And so that's, what's nice about it. I, I enjoy racing because it's something different every day. You're working on race trucks one day. Now you're working on trailers and you're preparing yourself. You're working on 
transmissions, engine part, you, you can change it up. You're not going to the same job over and over again. And, and that's why I really enjoy it. And, um, but there's also the stresses of it when you got to get a truck done the night before and you're up till four in the morning and working on it, preparing it, that that's stressful too. But, um, uh, you know, I, I really enjoy it and, um, I look forward to continue to doing it. So what's your, what's your prep on race day? Like personally? So I, I remember the first time that I ever got into a race truck, everybody told me, don't trick your body. Don't do anything different than you would ever do. Just, you know, drink a lot and be ready to go. And if you don't have breakfast, don't have breakfast. If you have breakfast, have breakfast, whatever. So I'm not necessarily a big breakfast guy. And so I, I didn't have breakfast that morning. And one of the guys on the team said, Hey, did you eat today? And I said, yeah. no, I, I, I don't really have breakfast. No, you need to eat. Hands me a cliff bar like 15, 20 minutes before I get in the truck, which ended up getting yacked all over the inside of my helmet. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. and after I yacked and apologized to the guy who got in after me, um, I, the well, he didn't have to wear your helmet. N- no, yeah. but uh, it was trust me. He oh, had really? to wear. Yeah, he had to wear a lot. Yeah. He, wore, he wore some of your. Yeah, yak. Wore, oh yeah. Uh. So uh, when the gentleman who is sort of like uh, the uncle for everybody out there came back, so what happened? I thought I told you don't trick your body, don't do anything different. I'm like, well, this guy handed me. He goes, well, that was stupid. So what's it like for you when you're when you're prepping in the morning, and then also are, when, once you get in, I have to imagine. You got tunnel vision. You have time for anybody else. And yeah. short course is not like desert racing where you have a co-dog who is, you know, monitoring the vehicle or calling out the race or, or obstacles or whatever. You're doing everything in there by yourself. Yeah. You know, what's what kind of is tough with uh, short course is, you know, we'll qualify on, say, a Friday. Say it's a, a, a Saturday, Sunday race weekend. And we'll, we'll do two events on, on each weekend, two races. And we'll qualify Friday. Well, we don't race because we're the pros. They don't start till late afternoon. So you have an early morning driver's meeting because we're racing with a bunch of different classes in the sportsman level all the way up to the pro level. And so we'll sit around and wait all day. And I think that's honestly the hardest. And so, but being prepared for it and, and I think just um, doing it enough. And I, I guess I used to be nervous. I still get a little nervous. Like people, people always ask me, well, you've done it so many times. Are you still nervous? I said, yeah, I think it's important to be nervous because that's how you prepare yourself. That's how your body prepares yourself. And, uh, it's good. I, you know, I make sure I just stay hydrated and, and not eat a whole lot throughout the day, just prepare myself, my body and make sure the truck's ready, you know? And that's basically, I, I don't have any, like, I know some people have like this, oh, I got to wear this underwear or whatever <laughs> it is, but that's not me. You know, I try not to get into the, that, that side of it and just prepare myself mentally. I, I always say what, what I think, separates good i always listen to navy seal you know talk about podcasts and they were talking about mentally preparing themselves for situations that necessarily they might not happen but they could and so uh, because they can't prepare themselves you know they don't get to experience it and so i guess that's what i i try to look at you know before the race running scenarios through your head and and hopefully if something encounters it, you, you're mentally prepared. You might not be physically, but you, you understand what can happen. And I, I think that's, that's an important role in it is uh, mentally preparing yourself for basically battle. And so uh, every time you hit the track and you only have 20 minutes to do that, 15 to 20 minutes. So it's important to, when you come out, to be mentally prepared instantly. Um, you don't basically get a little grace period to say, all right, let's get things moving and get things going. And then we'll pick up the pace. It's um, on and off. And so, um, no, it's cool. A um, lot of action in short course. 
you know, from tear offs to shifting to, it always looks way easier on the outside, I guess I should say. I always, you know, enjoyed watching it and um, the busyness of the inside is just uh, something different. So, so what do you, what do you drive on a daily basis? And is there any factory truck that you've driven that at least reminds you a little bit of your race truck where you're like, oh, hell yeah, this is great on the street. Yeah. So I, um, my daily is a F250. I drive a Ford F250 around. What year? It's, um, I actually just got a new one coming in. I just traded nice. my 2019 in and I got it for 2022. 6.7 or 7.3 gas? Uh, I got, it's, it's the diesel. I'm okay. a diesel guy. Yeah. I like the diesel. Uh, I know the, <laughs> by the way, uh, if you need uh, something from banks, my co-host might be the marketing okay. guy there and he would hook you yeah. up. You just, uh, All right, cool. just, we, just we, text we, me. We'll we got take care stuff. of you. I got some stuff All with right. that 6.7 liter. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, no, that'd be awesome. And the interior so, on that 22 is, oh, they, they really yeah, did. Yeah, that was one of the, the major and factors of like, do I actually ordered it in, uh, um, October and it finally is just coming in. So. Uh, I'm excited for it. Was able to trade my other one in, and um, I'm, uh, I'm excited, especially for the race season, to get it. Actually, Roush um, helped me helps me out on that side. Roush Performance Products. They started getting involved with off road too, and yeah, um, really pushing. Uh, never, never heard of them. Raoul, Raoul, That was yeah. Jack Raoul. Yeah. 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 yeah, no, I know. Yeah, and so Jack Junior was able to come to Cranon last year, and after he came there, he's like, "Wow, how are we not involved with this?" And so. That was a huge decision is um, I think myself, Jared Brooks, Corey Winter, we're all sponsored by Roush and they, they help us out and, you know, at the facilities and it, it's cool. So I, I might send the diesel down there and, and get something done too. So we'll see what happens. But uh, so yeah, obviously no, you're was, a Ford guy. So uh, Raptor yeah. or TRX? Um, I've driven both actually. And uh, Oh, we need a truck I, review. I oh, really? Yeah, uh, okay. Wait, hold on a second. <laughs> I, I've got yeah. something. To... <laughs> on, on the spot truck review from yeah, race driver. Yeah. All right, so we're getting the truck review here from Dragon yeah. Kincaid. Yeah. Yeah, so I I've um the one the one downfall of the TRX I should say is the traction control side of it and not being able to do what I'd like it to do. And um but there is a I guess I guess there is something out there that um can unlock that. Yeah. And so I never got to draw, drive it without that. And so I was a little depressed, you know. Were you from, in Baja mode, though? Because uh, that, no, helped, that helps not, out a lot. Oh, yeah. Maybe I need to try that. And so I don't know. And I've driven the Raptor. But, uh, you know, they're, they're really actually somewhat comparable. But me being a Ford guy, obviously, I'm a little biased. But uh, I actually was impressed with the TRX. So I admit, the, the horsepower was, was pretty nice. I have, a, uh, I have a TRX right now. It's getting replaced by a Raptor soon. Uh, what would it take if a podcast host drove to Crandon and said, take one of my trucks out in Baja mode and then I'll take one of your trucks out uh, yeah. 20 minutes, we'll just swap keys. One of his race trucks? Sure! Yeah, I'm we'll, give you we'll, that. We could swap it. We could, uh, we could plan something. See? Really? <laughs> see, sometimes you just have to ask, Lightning. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm guessing yeah, the race truck always... doesn't have keys, though, but same difference. No, you, you, don't, you don't need a key to get in that one. So. <laughs> but yeah, no, I... And it's always hard to, everybody asks me, like, it's hard to compare because I, I get to race a race truck. So, um, to get that feel of, of the same, the same adrenaline rush is, is hard for me, but, um, but I, I do like the TRX. I, I think, uh, the horsepower is great, you know, the, the capabilities of it. And, um, but I also, I, I've had a Raptor and I, I really enjoyed that. And 
I've, I've had that longer than I could actually tell you the, the long-term effects on a TRX, but I'd have to say, you know, I am torn between them. They're, they're, they're pretty cool. They're not, they're not specifically an off-road vehicle like I have. So it's hard to, <laughs> I've always tell someone, well, I got a real race truck. So yeah, it's so, hard for me to tell you like, so when you yeah, are driving down the freeway, person. he's like, poser. And, and yeah, exactly. A dude with a Raptor on like 37s. You're like, Pfft. yeah, yeah. He's like, yeah. I, I spent <laughs> 70 grand. He's like, yeah, but well, it's not, it's just a poser. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. Tell me when you jump that thing at Crandon 50 feet in the yeah. air, sucker. Yeah. <laughs> That's yeah. exactly see right. Long, let's see how long they last. We'll do an actual torture test. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, there's no oh, Crandon. Oh, Raptor TRX side to side. Yeah. Torture yeah. test, dude. That would get mad views. Yeah, that would be. A Wait, cool. hold on. That'd Can you take cool. this out? I have a. I have to pitch some companies some stuff or some content. Yeah, <laughs> stand by. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, so I I know that you recently uh, hooked up with Battle Approved Motors and you're doing yeah. some cool stuff with your UTV. So I want to touch on that real quick. I know you're busy and and uh, so be, but we want to touch on that before uh, we let you go because the UTV space is totally different than trucks and kind of crazy. So what made you decide to to jump in over there? Yeah, so Chris James, who 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 did um, basically Mod Cart Kids, yeah, you know, approached me. I knew him from the Mod Cart Kids stuff. They did awesome content, and he he actually on Amazon, I believe. Yeah, and um, really good work. And they he reached out to me last fall and wanted to get involved with Fall Cranon and and um, said, hey, this is what I'm doing. I basically, you know, electric UTV. Um, it's a funding they've raised over. 1.2 million into it and they wanted to know if I get involved. And, um, I was like, yeah, you know, I, I, we've been talking about that for a long time is okay. The electric side of things it is probably has, it has some space in the future. You know, I don't know if it's going to be all of it. Yeah. Obviously we love the, the, you know, the V8 underneath us, the sound of it, you can't beat that. And, um, but they approached me and I said, yeah, you know, that might be the future, especially for my kids and, and my family and involving them. And, Basically, they asked if we would want to help be, you know, basically be an advisor and give, and give them advice. And they want to develop a, a race side of it first. And I'm excited for it. I think, um, you know, especially if it takes off, I think it's something that, you know, a lot of people can get behind. And especially the performance based side of it really intrigued me. And I look back at Traxxas and, and where Traxxas, I kind of relate to them. Mike Jenkins had a um, at the beginning, it was all nitro, you know, nitro was the thing. And then all of a sudden the electric side of it and the battery power took over the speed and the, the reliability and ease of it. And I think, you know, I don't think we're there yet, but I think we're going to get there. And, and if I can be some part of that and, and be part of the future, kind of intrigued me. Hey, so, hey, listen, it's always fun to be on the leading edge of something. I know there's people yeah. we talk about all the time, right? Like, oh, you, yeah. you know, down with EV, but that's not necessarily yeah. the case. We're car guys. I, I yeah. like steam power. I like diesel power. I like gas. There's no reason I can't like EV. Not many people but, say I yeah. like steam power, by the way. But yeah. I know. <laughs> I, I've driven from there. Yeah, yeah. But, but, but my point is that we're all gearheads regardless of what yeah. motivates us. And you can't really be like down on what. Here's my thing. Don't approach it as your zero emissions and saving the world because you're not. That's all spin. Yeah. But if you approach yeah. it from the standpoint of the performance is amazing and the drivability is great and it does something more than what another kind is of it, fuel is does. Is it the best tool for the job? Yeah. yeah. Then then you yeah. know what? There's a reason I have a you know electric-powered Milwaukee and not a gas-powered Milwaukee in yeah. my garage, yeah. right? That, that would suck. Yeah. That is the right tool, yeah. right? Yeah. So Can I, you yeah. imagine pulling yeah. going, That's a 0.5 cc. Yeah. And that's what intrigued me, you know, is the the performance side of it and and i, I think it's going to get there you know and kyle laduke's been doing some the e-series over you know overseas and that's been cool you know to see the the innovation of it and i just want to 
I want to be a part of it, you know. And, I want to see you and Kyle help. LeDuke like headbutt over like yeah. who has better try. I want to see you guys wrestle. Yeah. Wrestle? Yeah. In tights? A funny story. No, not in tights, but just, I mean, they're in the woods in Wisconsin. They yeah. wrestle, I guarantee you. Well, wrestle. Yeah. Wrestling, wrestling in tights yeah. in the woods. Uh, that yeah. sounds like a horror movie. I don't know. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. If we can get you guys out to Cranon, I mean, you will have plenty of hospitality. You come hang out with me, and I think it would be an experience for you guys to, to um, come hang out and check I, it out. I think we should probably figure out how to how to make that work. We we'll, need another remote uh, broadcast. We do, and we will trade right. you some Banks product if you need any for your right. tow rig, and we'll personally deliver it to you in Crandon. How about, how about we yeah. install yeah. it? Yeah. Nah, yeah I, oh, no, 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 don't go that far. <laughs> He's got a shop after all. Yeah. He doesn't need us. Yeah. Look at us and go. Hey, monkeys, get away from my hundred thousand yeah. dollar truck. Don't get all greasy. Yeah, hey, I, I do. I do. Um, the reason I like racing, you know, too, is uh, it's a lot cleaner. I don't want to be a mechanic in, in general, like working, especially up here, Wisconsin, Rust. Uh, I, I give those guys prop that work on dirty vehicles. So, <laughs> Yeah, exactly, right? Yeah. Like, I, I, I got to the point where I'm like, yeah, you know what? I've wrenched enough, and then I, I got a 1942 uh, Ford GPW, and so now I'm back oh, to, like, nice. like, dirt under my nails, grease under my nails, like, all the way up to my armpits. And... Some of that dirt is permanent, just no, so No, you know. I know. My, yeah. my wife's like, um, can you do anything about that? I'm like, no, <laughs> no. not for the next year until this thing's done leaking. Nope. That's uh, my yeah. Jeep gave me a tattoo. <laughs> <laughs> all yeah. right. Well, this is uh, this has been awesome. Uh, if you guys want to follow Keegan, it's Keegan Kincaid, and that's with K's, underscore four on Instagram. And uh, you can see a lot of his uh, racing stuff. He's got some in-car stuff and lots well, of – if you well, like gratuitous yeah. jumping photos from drones, you'll like his Instagram page. Well, yeah. so, so, Keegan, where can our listeners go to see you race in action? So are the races streamed when they come around? When is the first one, uh, the, the next yeah, so, one up? Yeah, so our next race will be in Cranon, Wisconsin, actually, for um, – That'll be not this weekend, but the following weekend. Uh, for more information, like on the race series, you can go to champoffroad.com. And that'll Champoffroad.com? Be the whole series. Yep, and that'll be the whole series that, that we race and compete in. We do a couple other events outside of that, um, but for points, that's the, the main series that, that we race in there. So um, that's where they can get the most information. We're actually on um, Flow Sports uh, TV. They signed a deal with them and CBS Sports. And so you'll catch us on, on some – the live stream and and they they also have a list of of air dates and stuff on champ off road so that'll be where you get the most of your information you can also check out the instagram and and be able to follow along with my my instagram we post updates daily and where we're at when we're going and so yeah any any way you can follow along is great so awesome so i have one last question this is a question that that we um have to ask all of our guests so we're we're socal guys which means we love it yeah. and out and we're in this constant battle against all the Texans because oh, of Whataburger. Middle. Hold he's on, hold on, hold on. So, so all the time, but see, Whataburger got bought out by corporate or- overlords, and it's yeah. crap now, right? So, yeah. pretty much the Texans love In and Out, but you guys have this gift to the world that is a, yes, the dark horse. So somebody's <laughs> yeah. like, you got to check out Culver's. I'm like, whatever, yeah. dude. When I'm on a road trip, the closest Culver's is like Flagstaff, Arizona, to us. Yeah, or St. George, Utah. When I'm in Culver's I land, discovered one in Havasu. Was there one in Havasu yes. now? Yes. Dude, I'm, Although I dude, didn't get a chance to cheese go. Cheese curds and butter burgers. Like, yeah. come on. Yeah. Why have you yeah. been – I have to ask. Why have you been hiding this from us for so long? Yeah, I don't know. You know, I, I think it's a, a thing because I enjoy going out and get in and out. Obviously, Culver's is good. You could have just put uh, the period after we love to eat. We love to eat. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I'm sure as it's an athlete, without a, yeah. without a stretchy race suit, you probably you know, have to be careful. But Yeah. 
Eating beer, yeah, that's uh, that's Wisconsin. Oh, that so. bratwurst. God, love me some <laughs> yeah. bratwurst. All right, Dude, let's yeah. say we're going. Let's seriously go because if we go up there, then we can. I can visit my friends over at Amsoil, which would be cool. I too. have friends at Amsoil too. Yeah, let's do that. All right. Ooh, this is this is yeah, looking good. We're just gonna do a tour of uh, Wisconsin. Yeah. When's yeah. the best time of year Not- to come up? Weather wise, well, August September is probably the nicest. Okay, it's that's when you know everybody comes up for the summer. It's just starting to warm up and. And lakes are getting warm, and it's uh, everything's turning green. So winters are are not fun, but uh, yeah, right. summers are beautiful. We'll make sure not to see you in winter, so, <laughs> right? Yeah, no. I mean, maybe if, you, if you're in a snowmobiling, we could we could go do that sometime. But Ooh, yeah, you guys right. would have a blast at. All right, uh, well, we need to be in the truck. We'll we'll make you we'll make you a deal. If you ever come out to California, we'll buy you in and out for lunch. Uh, all right, sounds good. If you come here, I got you on Culver. So. All right, nice. yeah. <laughs> all right, our new best friend, Keaton yeah. Kincaid. Thanks, brother. Thank, Thank you, you very much. Talk right. to you guys. We'll talk soon. Bye. All right, later. Holman, it's, um, our inbox uh, is getting unwieldy. Like, it's it's the mail is bursting out of it. Like, our post office box, the guy is going to charge us extra because, like, you can see the envelopes coming out of the, the openings in the little box, the lid, where the key, you got the key and it opens. Like, I can see the envelopes poking out. You're, you following me? <laughs> I have no idea what you just said. All I know is we have some uh, email to read. You email? Yeah. I email. Do it. We email. That's right. Everybody email. Type it up. You email. Proofread. I email. Send it. We email. Click it. Everybody email. I got a couple here, right? This one is uh, came in as a DM from John Gamble, and he says, uh, "Hey, I really think you ought to save that soundbite from Emmy Hall, where she said that was really sincere and not creepy. It was priceless. You need to play it. All right. So uh, I appreciate that. Heads you up. you will forget to do that. I also agree that that was a pretty good one. I'm going to go back and I'm going to try and find it. Yep. I got this one from uh, John Scarl. Says I know this is a long shot." But do either of you remember which episode you read my five-star review of your show, Venom Rebel 2020? Title, Ridgelines Blow. <laughs> He's right. This place blows. <laughs> uh, no, not this place. Ridgelines, yeah, specifically. Yeah. It says, uh, I complimented the truck-adjacent material. I even think I chastised listeners for not getting you guys to 1,000 five-star reviews. I actually remember that, but I have no idea where that happened. He says, I've been scouring the back catalog looking for the clip, but I can only fit so many reruns into my ear holes and just can't find it. I would like to make a video for my YouTube truck channel with the review playing and give you guys some publicity to my vast fan base, LOL. I know it's a long shot, but uh, if this rings a bell, holler back. If not, no worries and keep so, so here, how about this? Um, let me see if if he sent it and said in the title, Ridgelines Blow, I can probably figure out uh, when he sent it. it would be I was going to help him narrow it down. I think it's somewhere between 150 and 200. <laughs> wow, that's not super narrow. You're just trying to get more downloads. Yeah, I am. All right, I'm 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 down with that. This one is from uh, Jacob Needhold, Nighthold, Needhold, I think. Hey, great show I'm going yesterday. Nighthold. Nighthold, you think so? Okay. Hey, great show yesterday. Uh, at the end of the show, you guys had hinted at talking about license plates. I've had a hobby of collecting them for years now and love the content. There's a guy on TikTok slash Instagram by the name of at License Plate Talk. And he's pretty knowledgeable about specialty and vanity plates, and he might be a good guy to get a hold of. Anyway, love the show, and yeah, buddy. Yeah, buddy. 
That is a good one. I'm going to click on the link, and oh, sure enough, this guy, uh, Ethan, who is uh, at License Plate Talk, is a huge collector here. Looks like a young guy, too. Interesting. We'll have to hit him up. I don't think it's going to make sense for this topic, but uh, he's a good guy to know. I, I need to uh, swap out some license plates. I'm missing some states, and I want to start putting on the uh, the header of my garage door, because I have like 20 old license plates, mm -hmm. and I want to start putting up different states up there. I was in a Maybe the states I've been to. I might do that. I was in Lake Havasu and uh, where all like firemen and policemen go to retire, Lake Havasu, Arizona. Yep, that's true. And uh, I was in the garage. Just, I didn't know they this. never retire the mustache. No, they don't. They rock that stash. So I, um, that sounds like a, uh, a, a, like a punk song, doesn't it? Rock that stash. Mm, kind of, sort of. Hairband. Yeah, it is hairband, isn't it? Mm. So uh, I, I roll into this garage. The guy's got a couple hot rods in his RV. And then I turn around and the side that faces the street that's like you're talking about, the header mm -hmm. above the garage door. Must have been 150 plates. Yeah, see, that's awesome. Yeah. I want to put, uh, let's see, uh, two times 150. That's 300 holes in my header. You don't think that'll be a problem, right? Yeah. <laughs> it may weaken the structural integrity. It is holding yes. up the uh, second story. I uh, got this one from uh, Jason Sacco from uh, Australia. It says, hey, guys, just spotted a right-hand drive TRX on the streets of Melbourne, Australia. It's not an HSV test mule. looks like an import and conversion. And I think we talked about that not too long ago on what those conversions cost in the news. Um, and I can't remember what episode that was, but it's cool to see yeah, people are taking TRXs and swapping them to right-hand drive. Yeah, that's got to be quite an endeavor. Will you be doing that, Lightning? Negative. This one is from uh, Jordan Scott. Now, he sent us a um, Instagram slash TikTok. They're all the same now. <clears throat> now, and he says, maybe mid-engine is the secret to water fording depth? And it's that uh, Corvette C8 that it was up to its roof line in some kind of overflowing uh, street situation. And uh, it's just, I, we, so many people sent us this damn video. So thank you, Jordan, for sending this. Oh, the but, one that uh, was uh, water fording like a submarine. Yeah, exactly. Like it is this guy right here. I'm going to turn it toward you. You need there a uh, snorkel there, sir. Yeah, that is a, and C8, a periscope. C8 all the way up to the roof. Like, I want to know how much water got inside it. I don't know, but he just drives right down the street. Now, we don't see if it eventually like locks up, you know, hyd or, or hyd dies. Hydro locks, but uh, yeah. Hmm. So thank you for sending. So I got this one uh, from our buddy Ray, and uh, this is a little bit of an older one, but he says, uh, Lightning, uh, or actually it starts with the uh, topic is Lightning's truck cover puddle dilemma solved. If you remember back, uh, probably beginning of the year, we were talking about uh, puddling on top of your tonneau. Oh, yeah, yeah, when I was talking about uh, putting like a TP-type apparatus yeah. under there. Yeah, so he says, uh, Lightning, regarding water pooling in your truck cover over the bed of your pickup, some people use the extra snap-together plastic grommet that comes with many car covers. Then the water drains through the grommet and out through the pickup bed's factory drain holes. I think they used to include a snap-together plastic grommet with each cover in the old days when we had those long steel radio antennas, and they expected a person to custom-cut a hole to get their cover over the steel whip antenna, and then the grommet kept the antenna hole from further tearing the cover. Anyhow, purposely create a smallish puddle over the bed of your truck cover so you can determine the best location for your drain grommet, mark the center of the puddle, cut the appropriately sized hole at the center of the puddle, and install the snap-together grommet, it's not perfect because large leaves can still block the grommet hole. And, of course, in very cold climates, it'll freeze and close up the drain hole. We don't have to worry about that here. But as long as it doesn't freeze, most of the rainwater will just drain through the grommet into the pickup bed and then out through the factory bed drain holes. If you know someone who can sow canvas, 
maybe uh, an upholstery shop, actually, know a lady who makes a boat canvas. Okay. Uh, for uh, and my mother-in-law is a crazy seamstress. Good. Oh, there you go. Yep. You could get a piece of fiberglass window mesh, cut a hole at the center of the puddle in your bed cover, then sew in the mesh, or better still, make a two to four inch hole through the cover with nothing in the hole, and then just reinforce the edges of the hole so the cover doesn't tear. So those are some ideas from our buddy Ray. Uh, not on a tonneau cover, on a uh, car cover. Car cover, yep. yes, yeah, yeah. Yep. Tonneau cover would be a little hard to cut a hole through, or you don't want to deface a nice tonneau cover. So what I did is I solved that by calling up our friend um, at California Car Cover, Jimmy, Jimmy DeFrank, and he sent me a, uh, I don't know, it's a, it's a telescoping uh, plastic pole with a little, uh, like a smooth half dome top on it, so it doesn't tear through your car cover, and you basically create a teepee. And it's supported by straps, so it doesn't move left, right, forward, or backwards. So that seemed to cure the issue. Hmm. hmm. What's it called? That's a good question. I don't know. It doesn't have anything on the bag. It's literally came in a clear, like, plastic bag with. So if you found that there. somewhere laying on the ground, you you would have no idea what it was. No for. clue. You would have n- literally a- no aliens clue. literally came and dropped this item. In Random. F- and- Piece of telescoping plastic that appears to be like a looks like a mushroom on the top, and we should do a segment where we go out and talk to random people. We show them apart from a truck and have them explain it. That is freaking brilliant. Like a, like the wiener gasket on Toyotas, like your bed cover extension pole. Like just grab a piece of a truck and go. Like, what do you think this is? In like a random. I wish location. you hadn't said that out loud because that's a YouTube channel right there. Well, don't now you said YouTube channel ah. out loud. No, we just need to go somewhere like to the block or something where randos are walking around. And, and it's just called "Do You Know Your Truck?" Something like that. We just invented a new uh, a new segment here on the Truck Show podcast, folks. <laughs> All right, we'll do that. Okay, so this message is from R and D Fabworks, providing excellent fabrication and welding services since 2016 in uh, Crittenden, Kentucky. I think is what it is here. Anyway, so he sent this clip, and I think this is going to make Holman really happy. One, two. Three. That's an oh, entire wow. room of people Beautiful. opening Dr. Dr. Pepper? Pepper's at the same time. Oh, my people. Yep. Why wasn't I there? Look what it's titled. Most epic Dr. Pepper. Oh, we can beat that. We can totally beat that. We Next time we have a 1,000-star uh, uh, party, if we ever get a 1,000 uh, reviews on the show, hey, guys, head over to uh, Apple and please give us a review. If you do that, we will have you all in our uh, podcast studio opening Dr. Pepper's at the same time. That'd be great. We got to do that. We should do that. You guys, There's come on. How cool, we what do, do we have? 960? What are we up to? How we, many five-star uh, reviews? Uh, 961 total reviews. 961. Guys, we're only 40 reviews away from 1,000 reviews on Apple Podcasts. We need Please. a whiteboard in here. In here. Well, first of all, this just reminded me, where the hell's Declan been? I haven't heard from him in like years. He grew up and grew out of us. Wow, that sucks. <laughs> but we need like a young, enthusiastic uh, truck show podcast listener who's like just starting out, which I guess you're just starting out, you won't ever hear this because you'll never get this far. But we need either a whiteboard in the studio for all of our great ideas, or we need a listener to keep track of them for us, keep us honest, and then send us the things we promised to do. I'd like to see a truck show podcast uh, promise tracker. Well, you know that the toe-a-sode is number one. Right. That's do, the one that we get that. harassed about all the time. All the time. Yeah, you know, there's like, oh, I'm going to harangue these guys. Where's the toe-a-sode? As long as we're talking the threat of letting listeners down, why don't we uh, fade over to uh, reviews? Five stars. Five stars. Five stars. Five. 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 Stars. Five stars. Right back at you, brother. brother. Damn it, I was early. I was too too excited. You want to try it again? All right. Five stars. Five stars. Five stars. Five stars. Five stars. 
Five stars. Right, right back, back at you, brother. Ooh, that was really close. I mean, that was solid. Yeah, that was close. All right, it's enough to read some All right, you got some uh, five-star reviews from, well, I assume they're five-star. They may, I'm praying they're five-star, from Apple Podcast app. This one's from Scott Laval from Chandler, Arizona. He goes by uh, Gravel64 on the old Apple. Like this guy. And he says, uh, enjoy this podcast. Guys are awesome. I listen when driving my 2015 D-Max and walking the dog. And, uh... Five, Five stars. stars. By the way, you couldn't have two more different things than driving your D-Max and walking your dog. No, I think that uh, D-Max is manly and so is having a dog. Both I didn't manly. say they weren't manly. I just said just, uh, you couldn't have two different activities. No, yeah. Well, you well you could walk the dog from the D-Max. That'd be weird. I uh, got this one here from uh, Duckman Bob. Man, we haven't heard from Duckman Bob in a while. He's He's been around. He's one of our original listeners. But wait, has he never left us a review Apparently, before? he's listened to 230 episodes and then no review from Duckman Bob. Well, no. Wait, you're, so don't now. Speak, yeah, now he's got one. So anyway, so he says, makes my day at work go faster. Says, uh, Lightning McQueen in holding pattern. <laughs> I like oh, that. That's yeah. a weird one. No, I'm digging that one. Says, uh, keep up the cheesy jingles and riveting content. How Listening dare you? Cheesy jingles. Five stars. Five stars. Five stars. Five, 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 five. Stars. Five stars. Right back at you, brother. Oh, nailed I it. I nailed that one. Nailed it. All right. So he says, uh, keep up the cheesy jingles and riveting content. Uh, listen, nobody ever accused us of riveting content. Not once, not ever. Right. He says, uh, listening to you makes my day go by faster while working, and I'm working DoorDash now at night. So he's basically just giving people their food. Do you think he takes the French fry? I hope not. A little, a little sippy sip of the- I uh, hope not. That just, I, we all pretend that that's not happening. <laughs> I don't want to. Don't take a sip. <laughs> don't take a, a, a pepperoni off my pizza. Like, just don't. <laughs> Please don't do that. Don't take a noodle out of my you know, chow mein or anything. What, one noodle. They'll never know. No, just don't do that. Do you ever look at the sticker to see if somebody... So, you know how when we were kids, you would peel back the, the scotch tape and you'd peek in your present and then you would reassemble the edge of the package with the scotch tape like perfectly there and you were hoping that the scotch tape wouldn't rip up the pattern. Do and you then know you that be, I never did that? Not I, once? Okay. So this is the rest of us. Okay. Do you ever look at your DoorDash and just look at somebody lifted up that sticker and per, perhaps was like a uh, hamburglar? I don't want to know. Hamburglar. <laughs> I don't, I don't want to know. Then I just if I if it's lifted up, then I'm not eating it. It's that is worse than someone double dipping. You know what I mean? It's just gross. <laughs> it's like it's like a pube in your salad. Oh, that you had to make this awkward. <laughs> I, we gotta get those t-shirts made of your face. This oh, let's uh, make this awkward. Let's make this awkward. <laughs> be so perfect. People would pay for those. No, they wouldn't. Can we do a Shopify store? I'm building one. Ten ten dollars. I'm not even joking. I'm building a Shopify store right now. In ten dollars. For the uh, let's make this awkward. Uh, I will Structure put a podcast. shirt up. I'll put a shirt up we to do, see if they're interested do, uh, in it. Uh, logo mm-hmm. on the ch- on the chest. Yep. And on the back is your face. Let's make this awkward. Look, I'll it put it be up. Freaking awesome. We'll we'll see if they're gonna buy them. Yeah. Hell yeah, they will. All right, got one more here from. Uh, oh, by the way, uh, Duckman Bob, thank you for your oh five stars. We're actually high fiving. You just can't hear it. Uh, we got Aaron Bod who uh, Aaron writes, Bod Aaron Bod. She says, uh, "My husband made me do it." Laughy emoji. He loves your show. And five, five stars. stars. Hey, listen, we love all the ladies who love their husbands enough to love leaving us a, uh, a review of how much they love us. That's a lot of love. It's all we the love I have to give. Yep. All right, so head over to the Apple Podcast app. You can do it on Spotify as well. We love them both. But uh, we prefer the Apple Podcast because 
It helps us get seen more. Leave a five-star review. The Truck Show. The Truck Show. The Truck Show. Oh, oh. Follow us on the socials at LBC Lighting, at Sean P. Holman, at Truck Show Podcast. Leave us a message, 657-205-6105. Or leave us a email at truckshowpodcast at gmail.com. We, uh, we'd love to hear from you guys. We'd love to know what you're thinking. And uh, if the show uh, is entertaining, uh, boring, if you've left us long ago and suddenly through the universe, you've woken up in a cold sweat in the middle of the night and went, I must email them. And you don't even know why because you're not listening anymore because you gave up on us. Well, just email us now. I'm just lighting. Just hold on. I'm putting it out in the universe. Wake up, grab your phone, truckshowpodcast at gmail.com and tell us what we want to hear or what we don't want to hear. But either way, come back to us. Like the prodigal son that you are. I'm just saying that's a really weird story you just told there. Yeah, it was just, uh, I, I, I mean, I just, I made it up as I was going. I mean, I, yeah, I could figure that. I thought it was good, though. Turn that into a bad Hallmark movie. Like the, the, the guy and the girl break up, and then, like, for no apparent reason, one of them wakes up in a cold sweat and decides they love the other one, and they go and find them, and then they realize that they've already got married, and... And then they live life unhappily ever after because they miss their person. Well, that sounds depressing. But oh. they found us, though. And they walked they, away. They, they reengaged with the Truck Show podcast, and now they're excited again. Oh, is that what's happening? Yeah, that's then, what happened. Not yeah. my story. No, no. Your story has to end happy with them finding us. Not them, like, wishing they had found us and not. We need the listener. I get that, but they don't need us. Well, why are you making a sad story? It's not a sad story. It's just life lightning. Sometimes you... Uh, Sometimes you just have to take a deep breath and realize that life will kick you in the balls and your Truck Show podcast listeners will stop emailing you. Although, Declan may be gone, but Duckman Bob came back, so... Lower the suckage! We can't. Impossible. We cannot lower the suckage. All right, guys, uh, what we can lower is the boom on your next truck purchase, and that's uh, to go get yourself into the zero-gravity seats. What does that mean, by the way, lowering the boom? It literally means take your boom and lower it, lightning. What boom? What do you mean? Boom, like a your boom tr- micro- your truck buying boom. What lower is, it. I don't know what the term boom We're is. We're raising standards and lowering the boom. <laughs> what happens when I lower a boom? Well, what happens when you lower the boom is you get inside a Titan Platinum Reserve, and it's got that laminated front glass, and it's super quiet, and that thud, thud, thud booming from the road that you're driving on doesn't reach your ears. And it's so soft and supple and quiet inside and a, a, a deliciously wonderful place to spend time that you've lowered the boom. And the only way to do that is going to your local Nissan dealer or going to NissanUSA.com so you can pick out which truck you want the boom lowered in. Are you guys tracking with him? Like, I don't understand a word you're saying right now. Go buy a truck. Make sure it's Titan or Frontier. Then tell us about it. You know what I'm hearing? Dick, what's the deal with the deal? Are we dealing? We're dealing. Dave, it's a deal with Don, Dork, and Dick. Dork, it's a deal with Dave, Dick, and Dave. Don, it's a Dork with Dick, Dave, and Dave. Gotta go, Dave. Disconnecting. Gotta go, Dick. Disconnecting. Gotta go, Dan. Disconnecting. <laughs> That's what I just heard from you. What? Exactly. So if you're looking to go faster than Dick, Dan, or Dave, hit up your friends at bankspower.com, type in your year, make, and model, and uh, maybe you're interested in a Ram air intake, which will increase the air density going in your turbo, which makes your turbo operate more efficiently and provide better horsepower. Or maybe you're looking for a Ram air diff cover, or maybe you're looking for a Derringer tuner. It's all waiting for you at bankspower.com. I need another iDash. 
I might be able to help you. Should I slide into your DMs or do you should I... slide into my DMs at LBC Can Lightning? I just tell you on the show what I need. Nope, you're gonna have to slide into my DMs just like everybody else and <sighs> tell right. me what you need. All right. Well, uh, while I uh, pull up my phone to slide on into Lightning's DMs, I'm also going to go to the App Store and I'm going to download Onyx Off Road, which is my favorite app for when I'm exploring the backcountry. Onyx Off Road has everything you need, including uh, featured trails and topo maps and offline maps when you don't have cell service. And if you sign up for an account. One change on one device will affect all of your devices, so you can plan a route on your laptop and it'll show up on your iPad. If you subscribe, make sure you use the discount code TRUCKSHOW and get 20% off. What? Onyxmaps.com. That was awful. I mean, that was that was awful. Our reads or our show? The entire show. I thought Keegan was pretty good. Especially, he was good. We weren't. But if we get butter burgers and cheese curds out of it, in Wisconsin and get to ride around or drive a uh, Pro 4 truck. I mean, come on. That sounds awesome, but I don't feel good about us promising to go anywhere after what happened with Jordan. We do have to make that right to him first. Yeah. I'll work on it. Okay. Do you think Jordan will ever call the uh, five-star hotline, 657-205-6105, Jordan, and uh, tell us that he still loves us and means it? No. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. No, 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 hell no, 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 no. Oh, all right, I was just asking. All right, you guys, love you, mean it. Bye. The Truck Show Podcast is a production of Motor Trend Group. This podcast was created and produced by Sean Holman and Jay Tillis with production elements by DJ Omar Khan. If you like what you've heard, please head over to Apple Podcasts and give us a five-star rating. And if you're a fan of the Truck Show Podcast, we encourage you to visit and patronize our sponsors. I need a drink.